When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tennessee's offensive line now. How would you project the starters right now? Because that's what I hear most oftentimes on social media is, oh boy, Tennessee got another tight end and he's going to be here in 2025. However, the Vols and Ball Twitter seem to be very concerned about an offensive line that is going to protect the highest rated player in the history of the program in September. That's not that long away. Caleb set up Tennessee's offensive line now. And John, should Tennessee fans be concerned if they don't get some more help via the portal? What do you got, Caleb? Well, okay. So Tennessee is going to have Cooper Mays at center. Are we sure Javante Spragans is returning? He hasn't officially announced it, but everything he said implies he's back. So I'm just going to assume Javante Spragans is back at right guard. Got John it. Kemp, I, everything I've heard is that he will it, it, as, as well. John Campbell Jr. is going to be at left tackle. Now, the questions are at left guard and right tackle. Dave, you're telling me you believe a little bit in Vicent Ling as a guy who could develop into that role. We'll have to see. Right tackle... I think is a huge concern. And before John, I just want to set you up on this. Cause you said this earlier in the set in the show, you talked about how Gerald Mincy may not be a, as big of a loss because on his best day, he's average. Well, there is a huge gap between average and really, really, really bad. And maybe the yeah. people behind Gerald Mincy are really, really, really bad. So <laughs> that's the reason I think right tackle should be a concern. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good point because, uh, the drop-off perhaps there could be more substantial than another position. Uh, I would still think maybe Tennessee can can add somebody. You still can't make a try. We've had a lot of co- changes in college football. You still can't make trades, though, can you? That's not allowed. No, can't make trades. Well, <laughs> I, I bet you money it's already been done, but no, you're not allowed. Okay, I, I have no idea who the other two starters would. Dane Davis would he be a starter? It's, Did you see uh, him in the out in the Citrus Bowl? See, that's, I think that's. Well, I'm not problem. saying he played well. I'm just saying <laughs> who would be the most likely starter right now? All right, so fill out the rest of this group. Uh, brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Go to Hemp House Chat with two T's. Dot com hip house chat with two t's.com guys it really is a concern as because uh mincy going into the transfer portal it felt like a team strength didn't it before mincy entered the portal would you both agree that it felt like a strength and now suddenly it feels like a shortcoming yeah i mean 
But see, I think Tennessee has three really solid uh, offensive line returnees, and a lot of teams don't have that. I mean, they've got the three of those guys average better than 30 career starts, Cooper Mays, Spragans, and John Campbell. So, I mean, it's got a solid nucleus. It's just got to develop or find some two more guys. But you look around the league uh, at other offensive lines and how many – how many offensive lines are have that kind of nucleus? Most of them don't. Okay, so Caleb, are we willing to say that Tennessee has one of the better offensive returning offensive lines returning in the SEC? I can't go there. I think y'all are a little higher on John Campbell than I am. I think John Campbell is a solid left tackle, and physically he's good, but I watched enough of him last year where I think he's very raw, and I think he's that type of raw player that will never fine-tune his, his game fine-tune his rawness i guess so he'll always be the guy that you kind of have to live with making like three um three mental mistakes a game i guess is the best way to say it he reminds me of a slightly more nimble smaller albert tawina and that's why i brought him up the other day because there's always going to be that handful of mistakes that you just have to live with (laughs) the question is will they move him to the right like they've done the past two years John, that's been a strange move to take your starting left tackle and move him uh, to the right side. My question for you is, if if Bison Lang's not a guy who's uh, able to contribute at a guard position from the get, do you go out and get another Andre Kureg who could only get on the field when basically walk-ons were hurt? I was, uh, you know, better than than doing that, I, w- I was looking at Sunbelt Conference, all-conference team. I'm a big believer in finding a guy at a lower level who's been really productive, really good. Uh, Florida did that with Osiris Torrance from Louisiana. From Louisiana. He's in the NFL now, starting. Uh, I, I, I forgot the players' names, but with James Madison, uh, the Sunbelt, he was the all-in. He was Sunbelt Offensive Lineman of the Year. He's a junior. He's 6'3", 305. I mean, I don't know how good he is, but that signifies he really excelled at that level. I mean, the Sunbelt Conference is a pretty good league for what it is. For a, uh, So those are the kind of players that I would have my eye on. If you want to challenge him and say, hey, here's a chance to play and approve yourself, You've already proved yourself at that level. Here's a chance to prove yourself at the highest level. I just think that's the way to go sometimes in, in acquiring transfers. I, I agree, Caleb. I think the exceptions are to the rule are by the, these type of players. Uh, and before I get to those, Tennessee Cider Company, tnsidercompany.com. Use the promo code HAT to receive some free swag with your order available most anywhere in the United States. The original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains Use the promo code HAT, again, HAT, to receive some free swag with your cider order. BYU, Southern California, one of those programs, not nearly as big as Tennessee, but you get a Keenan Pilly. Southern Dude, California, any... nearly as big as Tennessee? You missed yeah, both. I'm, I'm getting there. So oh, okay. you get... One one is not nearly as big as Tennessee in a football program. So you get okay. you get from BYU, you get Ken and Pilly. From Southern California, you get Brew McCoy. I think those are the exceptions to the rule. 
I don't think you're going to get programs that are considered, I know we're in a power four or whatever we are situation, in a power four program that are going to be players that are going to come in and contribute um, like those two guys, I believe, will contribute despite the injury and in, in both situations. Okay, so let's look beyond the portal then for a minute because I want to talk a little bit about, to maybe assuage some some Vol fans, the, what's on the roster because there's two names I want to name. We talked about Vice and Ling. And then there is Shamarad Yumarov, who these are two true freshmen. We all agree, don't we, up front that that offensive line is typically a position, particularly playing for Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ellerby and Josh Heupel, that you probably aren't ready to go your first year as a true freshman, right? That's one of those positions. It's a development position. Is yes. I didn't see. So I didn't see either of them on the field much this year. And I wonder if they were they just saving a red shirt because I saw Addison Nichols on the field. He couldn't play, but I saw him on the field and I didn't see these two. Is it possible that their plan is Yumarov to be right tackle or left tackle with John Campbell on the other side and Vice and Ling fills that other guard void next year and that they just weren't playing them this year because they wanted to save their red shirt if they needed to? Because then Tennessee's okay. They got five guys that can play and they don't need the portal. Yeah, and John, here's I'm going to pull up this comment for you. Your take, here's what I hear uh, in social media more oftentimes than not as the biggest concern of where Tennessee is. Derek says, roster attrition with the O-line at Tennessee is on red alert, period. It's sad. I'm doing some digging as far as the, the Bison Langs and Shamarad Yumarovs in the world, how they're doing. But you're not really going to know until spring camp. Um, so is, is Tennessee another starter Cooper Mays type injury away from finding themselves in a hole against an SEC team in September, because in going into year four, you should have depth where you can use, you can lose an offensive lineman and not Katie bar the door. Correct. Yes. So Caleb, how big of a concern? Go ahead, John. Well, yeah, it is a concern, but I don't, I'm like you, I don't know how good, these young players could be you but you can't miss on everybody um because yeah it is you're probably going to lose one offensive lineman um at least for a game or two i mean most teams do i i think uh that would be rare if you didn't so you do need to have reserves there i wonder though with gerald mincy if is there still a chance he could he could end up back at Tennessee? They could take him back. They don't have to take him back. I, I that what I mean is though they could take him back. So what I'm saying is, if they say they can pay him more money and bring him back, if not, maybe that says well, we've got somebody just as good on our roster. That isn't garnering big time in a in a, in yeah. money i think i mean i think tennessee's biggest concern john is they had to pay cooper got no problem with him getting every single dollar I, they, they had to pay cooper they had to pay brew mccoy they had to pay keenan pilly i'm sure i'm leaving two or three guys out they had to pay some guys to stay which in turn makes it tough to keep uh other guys and makes you not look great in the transfer portal I think they had to play pay John Campbell. Oh yeah, I do too. You probably did. Um, yeah. So I mean, do we have do we need to view this differently from a transfer portal standpoint? 
Well, see, I still wonder. I mean, it's not like we get a printout on how much NIL money you you have and how much you've spent and how much is left. We don't know. I like to think of it as an unlimited supply. <laughs> and so whatever you need, you can always come up with. Uh, but that's not the case. I don't know. I, I just know Tennessee has money and it's it has everything I've read. It has a, and heard is it has a really aggressive uh, NIL program uh, with more money than most programs. But how much? I don't know. I think they had two years in which they were really aggressive, and that was with Nico, and that was with what they did last year, guys that were from big-time programs that didn't pan out as good as they had hoped in some cases. Other cases, they they did great. Um, I just don't feel like they have a lot of extra money to go spend on players that aren't currently on their roster this year, John, which is not a bad thing. I don't want people to read that as a bad thing. I'd rather have a Cooper Mays or a Keenan Pilly than a five-star whatever that I have to pay $2 million a year to just to come on campus, right? Okay, where's Ole Miss? Where's all that money for Ole Miss coming from? See, here's the thing. This is my theory. I think that this money is coming from their 10-win season two years ago, right? Um, I think it's coming from that, and I think that's what last year's money came from was Tennessee's 10-win season uh, plus 11 with a bowl game. I think you're going to see some ebbs and flows of money coming in based off how you did the previous year. And if I'm a head coach, I'm not loving that. I actually – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Caleb. Go ahead. I think Ole Miss is doing what the Marlins did in 1997. I think Ole Miss went five years without spending any money whatsoever, so they have a boatload of cash right now, and they can just go buy a championship. And I think that's exactly what yeah, I'm doing. I've heard that line of thought, but I also know that Ole Miss has done well in the portal, not just one year, but three years in a row. But this year they're and, getting top guys. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they've got some solid players and really helped their defense the past two years in the portal. Yeah, they're getting higher level players. However, you can look that look at that differently as an investment because if this plan pays off and Ole Miss makes a college football playoff. And that's a possibility this coming season. I think that will generate more contributions. So this could, the cycle could continue. Let, let me ask you this. And, 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 and John, I'm going to let you out here. Would you rather be the program that loads up once every four years? I'm spending my NIL, NIL cash because it is burning a hole in my pocket. Or would you rather be the consistent team that knocks on the door? Like the the Michigan and Alabama Georgias are knocking on the door every single year. But would I be stunned to see Ole Miss assemble a group that finds itself in a national championship playoff uh, final one, one year? No. I wouldn't be surprised to see them load up and, and do exactly what Caleb said. Load up one year. Get in there, see how the dominoes fall. Well, there's a big difference in knocking on the door and knocking down the door is what Alabama and Georgia have done. They're winning national championships. If you have, I mean, Tennessee, how many national championships has Tennessee won? It hasn't won one since 98, hadn't won an SEC championship. 
if you told me that if you pour all your NIL money, if you spend for the next two years, spend it now because you think you can win a national championship, I'd say go for it. Yeah. I mean, people want to win a national championship as opposed to knocking on the door. Yeah, you know how that works. People get tired of knocking on the door. That gets boring where we never win. We never win at all. I mean, that that's what I hear from a lot of Tennessee fans here in other sports, too. You win, but you don't win at all. And if you can think you can win it all, then go for it. I'm not saying Ole Miss can win it all, but I think it has a shot. Dave's yeah. going to hate this comparison, but uh, it's basically like the NFL, Dave. Tony Romo was always knocking on the door. Eli Manning, though, got two Super Bowls. <laughs> I was going to go with Mark Rick's uh, knuckles are bloody because he's still knocking on the door. <laughs> Not Adams. I mean, he well, was knocking, he was knocking on the door for a decade, and they didn't get anything out of it at all. I, I didn't see them as knocking on the door. Of course, we didn't have the playoff then, but there was one year where you could say, oh, they almost made it. But no, he wasn't. He was a that was a nine and three program. That to me is not knocking on the door. To me, knocking on the door is you're right there in the final weekend of the season and you've got a chance to win it all. Uh, Georgia and Alabama playing in the SEC championship game this year. They both had a chance to win it all. I mean, I guess we're talking about two different things here. But Bo Schimblicker's whole career me, was knocking on the door. Who? Bo Schimblicker. Whole career. Bo Schimblicker. Yeah, he just yeah, he just kept knocking. Kept knocking. He did. He, did. <laughs> and he no, kept knocking. Nobody in the door and it just didn't open. He just, he just stayed there. 